Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Not quite as breezy a setting here with my background at the 630 Chet Studios. It's Brendan Escott steering this one home. Bob Stoffer down in San Jose teeing things up in the previous uh, hour and a half or so ahead of Oilers and Sharks tonight on 630 Chet. Have a cup of coffee late this afternoon because it's an 830 puck drop. Oh, the late one. Um, Can I confess something to you? I didn't... uh, I didn't stay up. I didn't make it to the end of the last two when they were in Los Angeles and San Jose. I was over two, so I'm going to get a little extra caffeine in this afternoon. Hope you do as well. Uh, hey, it's going to be a big one. The Oilers can overtake Los Angeles for second place in the Pacific Division, thinking about uh, home ice advantage as they uh, also hunt down win number five in a row. Okay, uh, Derek Ryan has been a big part of the bottom six for the Oilers this year. Obviously, a former Golden Bear. If you've listened to even one episode of Oilers Now, you're probably well aware of that. Uh, Derek Ryan in a one-on-one interview with Bob Stoffer yesterday. Let's get to it. Well, Derek, the Oilers in the middle of a uh, three-game uh, road trip uh, down in uh, the state of California. Just a, a quick rip on, uh, you know, the way things have been going. Four-game winning streak right down, a 6-1 win against the uh, Anaheim uh, Ducks. Obviously, coaching change, all that come in. Looks like things are kind of going in the right direction right now. Yeah, I think morale's high in the locker room right now. The boys are feeling good about themselves. Uh, I think we've been playing better. Um, we're still hit or miss in terms of finding the game that we want to be at down the stretch and into playoffs, <clears throat> having that defensive mindset, uh, not trying to outscore teams, but to uh, play above guys and out-defend them, more or less. So, yeah, it's been good. I think the guys are happy, and we're just trying to work on our game day in, day out. Jay Woodcroft is 17-7-2. and That's north of a 670 winning percentage. Should we read anything into that? Um, I don't know. You guys can read into it whatever you want, but I think he's a great coach. I think he's come in here and he's done a great job in terms of implementing the detail and structure in our game that we needed. Um, I think he's been great for players like myself um, who maybe didn't have a super defined role on the team before. Now he's, he's done a good job of uh, laying out the expectations for players like myself, and um, I think that just has helped bring the group together a little bit and uh, everyone's on board. 
Derek, uh, you have been in and out of the lineup, uh, and I don't know if that's, you know, when you sign with Edmonton in the offseason, if you envision that. Perhaps when you go on the sort of hockey journey you have, you don't take anything for granted, do you? Uh, no, I mean, I've tried not to, obviously. I've gone through the ringer to get to where I am now. Um, I think at the, the points in the season where we brought in a couple guys and um, we got back some guys from injuries and sicknesses and whatever, it's uh, it's the part of the year where you just got to roll with the punches. And um, when I get in there, I'm trying to do everything I can to, to make a positive impact. And um, I think that we're trying to keep everyone involved and keep that rotation going. So uh, come playoff time and even in this home stretch, you're going to need everybody. So you got to have everyone involved mentally and physically and ready to contribute. One player that's going pretty good is a guy you know. Uh, there's not a lot of guys from Spokane in the NHL, but that's Connor Yamamoto. What is it about his style of play that it seems like both Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl want to have him on their right side? Yeah, Yamamoto's a good player to play with, no matter who you are, just because he's. I don't know. He just he plays the right way. He plays hard. He plays structured, and he's uh, hard on the forecheck. He's a little guy, but he seems to come out of those little puck battles in the offensive zone a lot. Um, I can imagine that Connor and Leon both enjoy that because the, that means they're going to get the puck back in the offensive zone, and and everybody wants that, especially those guys. So, yeah, he's a great player. I think he's dynamic. He can score when the, the opportunity arises, and he brings a lot of different elements to his game. So, um, it's been fun to watch him kind of develop and and become that player over here the last season I'd say. We're joined by Derek Ryan of the Edmonton Oilers. Derek you're also a University of Alberta graduate. Uh, you were part of a team that won a national title in 07-08. You also had a tough loss in 2009-2010 to St. Mary's in overtime. I can tell you exactly where I was. I was on the plane. Uh, we played St. Louis that night. Um, it's funny. Uh, ironically enough, Elaine Waugh, based in St. Louis, is representing Noah Phillip of the Edmonton Oilers. Um, Bears lost yesterday in uh, double overtime to UQTR in a game uh, which they outshot the Patriots 70 to 40. Uh, maybe just uh, you know when when you can you maybe educate our listeners on uh, what it's like to play for that program and ultimately uh, the pressure when you come into a program like that as to what the standard and the expectation is. Yeah, well, let me just start here. It was it was an exciting day yesterday. I was excited for the uh, the guys, and uh, I was getting score updates on the bench a little bit, and uh, in between periods, and uh, had. Harry and uh, just everybody on the, on the bench giving me updates. So they told me during the third that it was in overtime and then eventually told me that it was in the Bears had lost and felt bad for him. I immediately thought of my overtime loss there in the championship game against St. Mary's. Um, honestly, the for sure the worst I've ever felt after a hockey game. It's just so devastating. You invest so really? much. So you play the National Hockey League. Uh... And that was, the, that was the worst experience that you had is losing that overtime game in the national championship. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's just the – I know it's not the NHL, but it's the pinnacle of your season there where you've invested so much physically and emotionally. Um, and you mentioned going to a program like the Bears where you expect to win every year. That's your goal. And um, a lot of teams say that in whatever league you're playing in, but the Bears legitimately want to win and have a shot at winning every single season. So you get that far – 
And um, I remember in that game, we had just come down. Mark Ashton had a shot from the point, went off the post, and then it was a couple minutes later where the, the other team scored and the season's over and you're not hoisting the trophy that you were dreaming of hoisting for the whole season. So, yeah, it was a devastating moment. So I'm sure those guys... Um, yeah, I feel for him. I feel sorry for him. So Yeah, uh, it's interesting. We mentioned Ophelt and his brother Luke got signed uh, out of the U of A by the Calgary Flames organization who also signed you, the Bill Peters connection. Uh, and and Luke went to the American Hockey League. Uh, you went from the U of A over to uh, Austria and then ended up being the Swedish League MVP. And, and now Noah, we'll see if Noah gets a con. I think he might get a contract here. Um there's guys to be found there, aren't there, in that league. Sometimes what a guy does at 18 and 19 in the Western Hockey League or 17 and 18 doesn't necessarily translate to what they might be capable of down the road. Oh, 100%. I couldn't agree more. I feel like hockey teams in the NHL, maybe managers, whoever, get locked into this these specific routes that lead you to the NHL. And there's some other routes that happen that guys go on, whether they're late developers or they need to be in a certain situation to thrive, whatever it is. And um, there's some talent. There's some hidden talent there to find, to be found. And um, I know just watching some of the game yesterday in between periods, some of the guys were looking at me like, wow, you played here? And then now you're in the NHL. That's amazing, DR. That's, that's crazy. And it's cool to hear that because I obviously agree and I feel blessed and have that perspective in my life where I'm pretty lucky to be here. But at the same time, it it makes me think and wonder how many guys have gotten passed over that are you know capable of playing. Maybe not in the NHL. There's certainly some that can play in the NHL, but there's certainly some that can be effective players in the American Hockey League too. All right, switching back to the Edmonton Oilers with Derek Ryan. Derek, uh, the Oilers have got 12 games left in the regular season. You guys are in a pretty good run here. Of late. I don't know what it is. Uh, 8-1-2 and two or 9-1-2 and two over the last 12 or 8-1-2 and two over the last 11. Uh, realistically speaking, with a record of 40-25-5, uh, uh, and five, I think if you get 99 points here, for sure, well, that's seven wins in the final 12 games. I know you, you're only looking at it one game at a time right now, right? Yeah. Is that the key, just to look at it one game at a time? Oh, for sure, and especially this time of year. It's... <clears throat> Every team seems like they're gaining traction when you're not playing, so you're checking the standings every day. Um, it's easy to kind of look at the big picture and say, okay, how many points do we need? How many wins do we need here in the last 12 games? Whatever it is, but I think you can get lost in that, so the easiest way is just to take it one day at a time, not even one game at a time. So today we had a short little practice here in San Jose, and it was about getting better as a group, working on things that we need to, to work on to be better in the, down the stretch here. And now we did that. Now we feel good about ourselves, and tomorrow we'll get up and, and get ready to play San Jose, and we'll just take it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. One day at a time and, and uh, try and make sure that we're putting forth our best effort and maximizing every day. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. It is Brendan Escott sitting in here in the final few minutes of Oilers Now. 
You just heard from uh, Derek Ryan, a little one-on-one sit-down from the Bay Area. The Oilers in San Jose. It's game two of a three-game California road trip. Oh, was this game three? Oh, man. Oh, man, I blew it. Yeah, it is. It's because they play Thursday in Los Angeles. So I was getting ahead of myself and thinking, I know i got to be at the rink Saturday, but they do play one more before then, of course, against Los Angeles. Important to win tonight. They'll leapfrog Los Angeles for second in the Pacific Division standings if they do uh, get a victory there. So, uh, hey, we'll see if they can keep cruising along. Number five in a row this would be for the Oilers, who are 40 25 and 5 on the season now with 85 points. And they've really pulled that gap right back into uh, not much. They're in the discussion. Theoretically, if Calgary were to falter or continue a little bit, they were 0-2-1 heading into last night. So I guess 1-2-1 in their last four, uh, beating LA, they did. But they're proving to be human. It wasn't necessarily looking like that at a point. Calgary looked pretty impenetrable and then made some excellent moves at the trade deadline, but everything evens out over the course of an 82-game season, and we're seeing that now down the stretch where some of those games where you just couldn't believe the Oilers weren't coming away with points before when they were 2-11-2 and several weeks ago. Well, now those results have, have flipped around, and they look balanced, and they look calm Confident and the goaltending has looked decent in recent games. You'd like to see a little bit more on the special team side of things. It's just the penalty kill could be cleaned up. Still in the bottom third of the league in that regard, but uh, we know what the power play is capable of. So special teams, again, one of those things that sort of evened itself out the way that uh, the season has gone along. Let us uh, navigate to the text line here for a few more thoughts from you. Again, a late start time to this one so you will get an hour of inside sports with uh, Reed Wilkins 6 to 7 tonight and then the uh, face-off show from uh, 7 to 8 30 puck drop with Cam and Bob from the SAP Center shortly thereafter uh where are we Phil the Fear the Finn. Uh, Fear, Fear the Finn's actually going to be out caddying, it sounds like, later this afternoon. So uh, I don't know if Phil's going to be at the game, but I would hope if you're texting the show as often as you do, Phil, that you're able to get out and watch the Oilers when they come to town. Randy says, uh, it's funny how Johnny Goudreau is getting all this attention this season. Regular season in the NHL is basically no-hit hockey. We'll see how he does come playoff time. Well, he's been a large part of why Calgary is where they are in the standings. It's a contract year. Are they going to be fooled? Is he actually the real deal? He's been a player over the course of his career where it seems like he's always had this ceiling when he's interested in achieving it. Everybody's interested in achieving their ceiling when it means getting their payday at the end of it, right? So maybe it's just one of those seasons for Johnny Hockey. And Calgary had better make hay while the sun's shining, if that's the case. Hmm. Uh, did we notice a handshake between Drysidle and Keith? Keith took off his glove to shake Drysidle's hand. Well, hey, it, you know, the respect is there. This group has really gelled together, if you ask me. It really has. In recent weeks, winning's going to help that, of course. I think Jay Woodcroft is the kind of coach who everybody, you know, can understand the. I suppose, pulling on the same rope, for lack of a better term. And to me, that's going to bring everything together. It has. They're 17-7-2 under Jay Woodcroft, who 
should be, I would think, losing the interim tag at some point in the offseason. He's had too, too much a hand since he took over in not only taking this group to the next level, but you also see the development that has been there and largely in part because of what he did with his time in Bakersfield. Now you've got all sorts of talent littering the roster in that regard. All right, enough rambling. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. You're looking for a great Oilers playoff road trip? Register now for a road trip with the Oilers for some postseason action. You can call or visit newwesttravel.com. Let's rewind to 1985. Paul Coffey factoring in on all five Oilers goals. He had a goal and four helpers. They tied the Flames 5-5 at Northland and extended their home undefeated streak against Calgary to 14 games. They won't see him again this season unless it's a playoff series. If it is, eh, buckle up. Yeah, we know that. Okay, an hour of inside sports. Yeah, it has. Let me navigate to Mr. Dave Campbell's text message. You will hear from Craig McTavish, uh, Oilers analyst on Sportsnet, as well as Edmonton outs receiver Shy Ross before the City Ford Faceoff show takes coverage over at 7 o'clock. Tomorrow, Al May from NBC Sports, Washington Capitals analyst. No Brian Lawton. He's uh, away out of the country. We'll reconnect with him a little a little later down the road, David Staples from the Cult of Hockey and Edmonton Journal, NHL insider John Shannon for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling, and uh, U of A Golden Bears head coach Ian Herbers. We'll hear from him for the first time since they claimed silver at this year's national championship. Always a pleasure chatting with you, hearing from you on the text line. Puck drop 8.30 tonight on 6.30. Jed, hope you'll tune in. So long. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.